Hello and welcome to this Spotify exclusives podcast with myself and Wolverhampton Wanderers under-18s media team worker, Tom Alston. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, thank you for uh, bringing me onto the show. No worries at all. Thank you for coming. Um, mainly just want to talk about today, about the breaking news of Graham Potter's sacking uh, and your thoughts and who's next. Was it the right appointment? All of that stuff. So, first of all, what do you make of Graham Potter being sacked? Um, I mean, it was one of those ones that kind of had to happen, you know. I think the run Chelsea run has been absolutely woeful. Um, I thought it was very strange to begin with to sign him. Yeah. Um, I thought it was odd that Tuchel got sacked. And then to bring someone in like Potter, who, yes, Brighton were doing well at the time. I thought he was still, it was still a bit of a, a, bit of a jump and someone hasn't really managed big players before, but... I think, yeah, the results showed that it probably wasn't quite uh, the right working. No, I completely agree. Um, do you, How much of that do you think Bowley's doing? Do you think that he's completely money-orientated or does he have a clue what he is doing? I think well, I think a lot, because obviously they brought in a lot in the, in the January window, and I think half of them probably weren't even what uh, Potter wanted. No. I think you could tell by the way... Like, I think there was, out of the 22 games or however many he played, there wasn't a single game where it was an unchanged lineup. So he was always changing the players, always switching it up, always switching formations as well. I think they played like six different formations throughout his time. So I think, yeah, it was just all a bit of a mess. I think, obviously, like you said, Todd Bowley coming in, just wanted to pump money into the team. But poor Graham Potter is trying to manage all these. Not these really big, what he's used to, is it? Exactly. All, all, these, you know. all these big players <laughs> yeah. can't, really, can't really manage all of them in the changing room, but yeah. Yeah, obviously at Brighton it was more through the academy that you know they had a really good foundation. They brought through the players. He could build the players. Where he goes into Chelsea, and it's completely different gravy. Uh, you've already you know some well established players that maybe are harder to maintain, as well as um, you know these youngsters with like Mudrick, for an example, no experience in the Prem. You know, was it no goal contributions in nine games? So it's not. It's not an ideal situation for him, but I think that not many managers would have been able to do maybe a better job, but maybe not the job that everyone's expecting with the players that they have. Yeah. So I think that uh, Graham Potter's sacking uh, was similar to the way Lampard went. Lampard, when he was there, he didn't have a lot going on with it because obviously the transfer ban finished a year ago. Um, and now Potter's taken over and it just hasn't clicked, has it? It just hasn't clicked. Yeah, I, um, think, I think you make a good point, though, that like I think anyone coming in was going to struggle with that, with all, yeah. the, all the different players coming in. Obviously, with it being Potter, and like you said, he's used to, especially at Brighton, like a, a small group of players who he knows all how they work and like yeah. quite tight-knit team to like the extreme opposite way. He's in this massive team. Um, all big like big players all want time as well and he's exactly, trying to have to yeah. make everyone happy and big in the changing room and I think it was just yeah it was just all a bit too much for him okay so taking it back a little bit um, do you think Potter was the right appointment in the first place do you think that Chelsea sh should have gone down that route or you know should have they looked for a more experienced more well-established manager at that level yeah I think like I said earlier I think the, the whole sacking of Tuchel in the first place is a bit bit of a crazy one it, like, it was it was yeah yeah he, he might have lost one or two games but they, they were still going to qualify to next round in Champions League that was always going to happen um 
I mean, league-wise, they're not doing as bad as they were now. So, obviously, speaking in hindsight and stuff. Exactly. Where are they sat now? Like 11th, as yeah. we speak? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Really, really not looking too great, especially in the goals department. I think that's the the craziest thing about Chelsea. You know, spend all this money, but can't fish a goal out of anywhere. Yeah. I, um, think, I think that might be down as well to, we saw prior to Chelsea, when Potter was at Brighton, their yeah. expected goals, their XG was really high, but they still couldn't score any goals. Yeah, and that's right. just replicated right over to Chelsea. I mean, we saw last night in the Liverpool game, I think Kovacic had a chance, one-on-one straight, straight over the goal, and Felix as well got his knocked off the line. And like, it's just... It's, it's just, just putting even, the ball in the back of the net for mm. them at the moment. You feel like... I mean, because they did. Well, they did. They had the ball in the back of the net twice last night. Um, but typical Chelsea luck, uh, both ruled out by VAR. Um, anyways, so after Potter's sacking, who do we think is in line for the next world? Who, who would you like to see as Chelsea boss? Uh, I've heard a couple of names being tossed around. One of them being, uh, Nagelsmann who recently got sacked from Munich. Yeah. Personally, I, I think that'd be an awful decision. Okay. Yeah. I think he's the complete wrong fit for Chelsea. He's the type of, he's a young manager, not got a lot of experience, but he's someone who likes to build a team around his like philosophy and like sort of have a long project whilst we all know at Chelsea they want yeah. results instantly so yeah completely I think that um, a quote from Fabrizio as well he uh, he said that Bowley stated or the, the director of Chelsea said that he was too young for them so obviously we know he's a young manager but he has obviously managed at the top of Top divisions for the past, you know, few years with Leipzig and obviously Bayern Munich for the short period he was there, despite not doing too badly. Uh, but he has said, he has publicly come out and said that he wants a Premier League job, but he doesn't really want to take over mid-season now. So if Chelsea were to get an interim manager for now, would do you see that as a good option and to take Nagelsmann at the end of the season? Or do you stick with your decision and think that it's best to look elsewhere? I think for the sake of Chelsea's season, they need to look and act quickly. Yeah. Because they're not going to get top four anytime soon. They're still in the Champions League. And we, know, we all know Chelsea love a good uh, Champions League run. They do. They won it a couple of years ago. So you might see them uh, pick up a couple of form. But they need a good manager. I think uh, we were mentioning Luis Enrique is a huge shout for that. Yeah. I think he's a really good manager, obviously. He's not been, not been manager for a bit now, but he's had big experience in international level as well as... <clears throat> Um, club level as well, Barcelona. So I think he's the type of manager who he's the, like. I think I'd be really. He's an old school manager. Yeah. So like he he doesn't get too close to the players. He likes to kind of enforce his tactics and stuff and stay away from them. I think that's sort of what Chelsea need. Yeah. Someone who can control all their heads and like make tough decisions and not kind of worry about hurting players' feelings and stuff. No, I think that's a very good point. I also think it'd be quite interesting to see Enrique in the Premier League. Obviously, there's been so many great managers throughout the years that have, you know, had stints in and out of the Premier League, but Enrique obviously not being one of them. Um, but coming off the Spain job, um, yeah, I think that this could be a good a good move for him. Uh, there were there were slight talks about uh, Lampard taking the caretaker manager, um, but that was uh, an article published by The Sun. So you never know, um, but he was at the game last night, so he did see the uh, steady progress, maybe we could call it, from last night for Chelsea. Yeah. No goals conceded, but no goals scored, so I don't know. I think something that Chelsea are lacking is like a focal striker. Someone like, so. like you've seen in the past, they've had like a Drogba, a Torres, or even like a Giroud. Someone yeah. who can like, you know you can rely on to just 
one-on-one, tuck it away. Well, they're buying these sort of number 10s who can play across the front three, somewhat like, like a Mudrick or like a, like a Felix. I mean, yeah. Albeit Felix started well before his red card, but they're missing just like a, a focal person who you can rely on and who can just bag goals and you don't have to worry. 100%. And that man is definitely not Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. He has gone who is, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we everyone thought it at the time that it was a bad move. Um he started off all right. You you know he netted in his first few games and then just went normal Aubameyang style and just went off the ball. Um, but another thing that was mentioned last night it was actually by Daniel Sturridge on Sky Sports. Um, Romelu Lukaku is still a Chelsea player. Yeah. Uh, there is a chance that he could come back to Chelsea if Luis Enrique was to take back over and they need that focal centre point. Is it going to be third time lucky for Lukaku? I mean, that's I, I forgot about that. To be fair. That's a, that could be huge for them. I mean, I think the way he left was a bit on bad terms. Whether that was due to the manager or not, I can't remember. But I mean, new owners as well. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's the time. Maybe like, um, storm of the Premier League. Obviously, they've still got Christopher and Kunku to come next season as well. That is already assigned from Leipzig for fifty-two million, which is a bargain in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, Leipzig wanted to keep until the end of the season, but he did. He has picked up an injury over the last few months. But with Lukaku, without or with Lukaku, do you think that bringing these two big players on top of the 10, 15 big players they've already had, do you think that'll make a difference? I think, like we've been saying the whole time, it all depends on the manager. I think they need to find yeah. someone who can who can control these players and keep them positive, keep them ready. If they're not playing, they're still happy to be in around the team. Because I know a lot of these players will be wanting to get started, wanting to keep in the team. And like even players like Ziyech, he's he's not appeared for time as well. And he's another player that's just gone under the radar. And like you said, all the players they've brought in, uh, it's just they've got a... If they, if they can get a manager who can make that all work and make that all fixed, then they'll be next season, season to come, they'll be a scary, scary team. But right now, it's just it's finding that fit to get a Lukaku working with a Felix and a Mudrik with Ziyech and all the other people. So many big well. names, so yeah. many personalities, isn't there? Okay, so my final question for you is not just based on Chelsea, based on managers alone. Do you think managers get enough time in the modern game? I know it's extremely difficult because, you know, on circumstances and results, but you've been hearing from managers more recently now that, you know, they want to adapt their philosophy. They need the time with the players. They need to settle down. But football moves fast. We know that. And you don't have much time in this game. So do you think that managers deserve more time? Not necessarily Graham Potter, but just in general, managers. I think it's a tough one, especially in the Premier League, because like you said, Premier League moves quick and we can see now there's what 12 teams that are in with the chance of getting relegated or something crazy like that yeah. from like 20th to 12th so it's like sometimes you've just like money talks and if they're yeah. going to get relegated and they're going to lose a lot of money and not be in the Premier League then they're not going to want that so I do think that it's a bit of a bit of a rat race now in the in the league coming with managers coming in but at the same time, we have seen it work where if you do give managers time, it works. Like Arteta, for example, at Arsenal. Yeah. Started off a bit rocky and now you and Arsenal fly in the top wow, of the league. Yeah. <laughs> it's a close one, but we'll see towards the end of the season. Big game for Liverpool on the weekend. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. Um, we will find out who takes the reins of Chelsea boss over the next coming weeks, potentially even days. 
um, whether that be an interim manager or Louise Enrique. Thank you very much. See you soon. Bye-bye.